do in your spare time? Well, how about solving 150-year-old mysteries? 10 years ago, a woman in Maine bought a Victorian-era dress in a vintage store, but in the pocket of that dress, she found a cryptic message, and the message said, Bismarck, Omit, Leafage, Buck, Bank. (laughs) What the heck was that? So the owner of this dress put that online, and hobbyist cryptographers all over the world took up the challenge to find out what that meant. It took 10 years, but it was actually solved by our next guest. Wayne Chan is a University of Manitoba computer research analyst and is with us to tell us all about how he did it. Well, Wayne, thanks so much for joining us. First off, let me ask you, how did you first hear about this big mystery? Um, well, I first came across it in the, uh, the summer of 2018. Um, it was being discussed on a couple of uh, cryptographic uh, websites. And so you're big into cryptography, right? What is that exactly? Well, you know, it's just, a, you know, cryptography is the creation of, 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 uh, of secret messages and cryptanalysis is the uh, breaking of them. Okay, so you had this mysterious message that was found in a dress, a very old dress. So where do you even and start with this? Like, where, where did you start to try to figure out what this message said? Yeah, so, you know, there was a rough consensus online that it was probably some sort of telegraphic uh, code because you, you have understandable English words. Um, if you're dealing with with a cipher, the words are, are scrambled or they're, or they're using different characters or symbols to represent uh, um, the, the original characters. But but in this case, you know, you, you already have English words. Um, so it was most likely a, a telegraphic cipher, uh, telegraphic code, but there were different, definitely other uh, opinions about it. Okay, what is a telegraphic code? Yeah, so, you know, so during the telegraphic era from like, you know, the 1840s to maybe the 1950s or so, uh, they use codes for for two main reasons. Uh, one was for privacy because y- your your telegrams uh, pass through many hands on the way to its recipient. Uh, but the second reason was for economy because you you are being charged by the word, w- which is what happened in this case. Uh, that the the code in this case was being used uh, to to save on a number of words. Right. So then, how do you figure out? They would have been quite personal, right? Weren't there different types of codes? Oh, absolutely. That that was a problem. Is you know, I remember writing down in my notes back in 2018 that you know, the general consensus is this would be unsolvable unless we found the the, the right code book. But that's like looking for a needle in a haystack because they produced hundreds of code books during this era. Okay, so then how did you start? Where did you find the code books? What did you do? Right. So so in 2018, I, I thought it was a, a different type of code book. Um, so basically, after a few months, I gave up because I wasn't getting anywhere. And then I, did, I really didn't look at it for another four years until uh, the, the holiday season of 2022. And then what uh, so happened? Then I did, uh, well, so then I, I decided to, to look at it again, but I, I first made sure that no one had cracked it in, in the last four years, and I, I was really surprised that, that no one had figured it out, so I decided to take another look at it. So basically I went through about 170 different uh, telegraphic code books um, for, from that era, and I... I didn't find anything that really really matched. So I, again, you know, by by around Boxing Day of 2022, I was ready to give up again. So I decided, well, you know, I'm not getting anywhere by looking through all these code books, and you know, there's there's a good chance that the the uh, the code book that I need, you know, might have had limited distribution. It might not even be there. Might not be any surviving copies of it by this time. So I thought, well, I'm going to take a step back and try to look at, at this differently. I'm going to try to immerse myself in the, in the uh, telegraphic era and I to, you know, just to understand more about 
how the telegraph was used. So I decided to start looking at literature about the telegraph from that time period, from like the 1880s. Um, and that's when I, did, I was just flipping through a, a book from 1880 that talked about different uses of the telegraph. I just I was just reading a chapter about weather codes, and then they gave a couple examples of, of, of this weather code. And I was thinking, that kind of looks like my code. So, so, so that's basically that's what led to today's solution. Wayne, what amazes me about your description here is that you're talking about your hobby. This is not your full time job, right? No. <laughs> right. Exactly. This I, I I basically only do this during my holidays. <laughs> only during your holidays. So you read these books about. Where do you find all the information? I'm sure the internet is great, but some of these books and things you're talking about, where do you find all this? Yeah. Like. Well, so. So. So for these old telegraphic code books, some of them are online. Um, although in a lot of cases you only have like excerpts of of, of a code book, they might show like a one page from from a code book. Uh, others, others, uh, you know, my my university library had a few of them. Um, I had one copy, like a physical copy of a of a code book from the 1880s. Um, but other like the 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 one that finally matched this this uh, this code, I had to like obtain a, a microfiche of it. More research. So basically, 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 my 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 university library had to contact some library in the U.S. to to find a microfiche that contained this codebook. Okay, all because you recognized one word in there. You were able to figure out that one word was a weather code. Not well, not one word. Like the example they gave was like like six words, like you like you like you see in 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 the dress code, right? So and then it, it but the format of it looked familiar, and because I've been looking at the 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 the, the dress code for so long that it. it the wording, the, the words that they used look similar to, you know, to, to what was in the, the, the address code. Okay, so what did you find out then? When you cracked it, what did it say? Okay, so it turns out that there are weather observations. Um, and and the, these uh, observations were, were done by the U.S. Army Signal Corps, or Signal Service, as they called it back in the 1880s. And the reason for that is that the, the Signal Corps was the, uh, the National Weather Service for the United States back during this time period. So the message which originally said Bismarck, Omit, Leafage, Buck, Bank, what did that actually mean? Okay, so, so Bismarck is just Bismarck, North Dakota, right? Okay. Uh, omit was the air temperature and the barometric pressure. Uh, the, the temperature was 56 degrees uh, Fahrenheit or, or like 13 degrees Celsius. Uh, leafage was the dew point temperature, which was 32 Fahrenheit or, or zero Celsius. And leafage also... And was also stood for the observation time, which was 10, 10, 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Uh, buck, buck was the state of the weather, which was clear, uh, and it also encoded for the precipitation, which was none. And, oh, and also, also wind direction. Like, so, so what's interesting is that each code word represented like two or three uh, weather variables. Right, so so leafage also so leafage meant dew point, observation time, and state of weather. Or sorry, um, buck I should say. Uh, it represented state of weather, precipitation, and wind direction. And then what was uh, bank? Oh, and bank was the uh, the wind speed, uh, which was 12 miles an hour. So that's actually quite a lengthy weather observation report that came from just those words: Bismarck, Omen. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's how they're trying to that's how they're trying to save money because they're being charged by the word. And you can imagine if they sent this full report unencrypted, it would cost them a lot more money, right? right. And and they were they were uh, you know they had like almost 200 weather stations across the U.S. So they would be sending these reports uh, like three times a day. Right? That is so cool, so, Wayne. And you so it, would, it, it would have cost 
<laughs> it would have cost them a lot of money to do this uh, if they didn't encrypt the, uh, the, the messages. So right. yeah, so and 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 this weather code evolved over 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 time. So when the uh, signal service first started uh, doing weather in the 1870s, uh, their code. It took about 10 to 12 words on average to encode a full weather report. By, by, but by the 1880s, they could do it with six or seven words. Cool. So, Wayne, this was like a great big mystery that you cracked. What do you do now with your time? Did you find something else that you have to work on now? <laughs> well, I, I've been telling people I've been busy talking to, to all of you in the media, so <laughs> I haven't had time to work on it. <laughs> but, however, as a result of, of all these, um, these uh, media interviews, I've had several requests for assistance with decryption. All right, so we're, you're going to be busy for a while. Listen, Wayne, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks very much for having me. That's Wayne Chan. Wayne is a research computer analyst at the University of Manitoba, but his side job, his hobby, is being a hobbyist cryptographer, and he cracked this code. And it was so cool. Like Those weather codes were just so amazing with how much detail they were able to present with one word, right? Love that story. So cool.